Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. Again, fellow basement dwellers, this is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Bandwagon Nerds is a part of the Chairshot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com, where we kindly remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com, always use your head. And I'm going to start off tonight, today, tonight, today, whenever you listen to the show. Uh, by acknowledging my voice is a little more hoarse and raspy than usual. I'm not sure what's wrong. I might be a little under the weather. We'll see what's up. I'm going to do the best that I can, though. Persevere, because we have a full bandwagon back again. Last week, we had a lot of fun talking San Diego Comic-Con. All the big news that came out of the panels from Hall H. In particular, our disappointment in Warner Brothers. Go back and listen to that episode. We talked a lot of great stuff. A lot of important stuff. However, we are back for part two this week with a loaded bandwagon again. That's right. We got six bandwagoners in the house to do our second part of our villain draft. Uh, I'm going to go around and do the introductions and get rolling. Congratulations, though, first. We'll introduce this guy first since he won the Cosmic Villain Draft. So congratulations to the violent gentleman himself. Mr. Aesop Mitchell, who I also think won the group of death round of the villain draft. I'm just I'm just saying, like, I think you you had the hardest path to victory as it was. Bullshit on that. I call well, you're not being introduced right now, sir. <laughs> Aesop, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will give you my cash app info and uh, I'll take my winnings any way I can. They're just disappointed. They didn't, they didn't like it. You want to knock me out uh, of this? As a, but what as I what, just what wait. I, I have more shenanigans planned for today that I know. You, you've already you've already so warned. You're, you're looking at you're looking to start a fight. Um, but this is a pet tatership, so we'll see how far that goes for <laughs> you. All right, making my way around, we'll go to the man who has been here since day one and attended more episodes of Bandwagon Nerds than any other member of the bandwagon, including myself, the lawyer, Mr. David Ungar. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. I, I will uh, second Christopher's motion that uh, bullshit on your group of death statement for the uh, cosmic villains. But other than that... Yeah. 
remember. Send, didn't I, send didn't your I hate win with tweet. like 73% of the votes in that first one? No, you did not. It was actually closer than that. But you can just keep telling yourself that. Remember to send your hate tweets along. to I will have, at It's Me DPP. At, so. That's a good call. There you go. Uh, we'll just keep making our way around to the third member of the group of death. He finished last in the group of death. Uh, and that's uh, that's Mr. Saturday Night himself, Mr. PC Tunney. Good afternoon, gentlemen. That's a that's a banger of an intro from Mr. PC Tunney. Well done. All right. To the I'm, man not, I'm not trying to accru- accrue your wrath today. I see you're in a special kind of mood there, getting on these knuckleheads hey, early. I, I am I am a little stressed out. I will own that. I've been under a lot of pressure at the office lately, so I will I will own that there's some feelings. Um, and, and right now we're going to rotate to one of my favorite guys to mute on the program when he's here, Mr. Christopher Platt, the voice of Chair Shot Radio. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to be back here. Uh, a couple things. Uh, number one. Uh, the news just broke before we started whoa, 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 to record. Don't jump. We're going to talk about that in a sec. Hold up. Okay. Hold up. O- okay, cool. So my, my second point was, why is Tunney Mr. Saturday Night? Is that because he's the only one that doesn't have kids, so he actually has an opportunity to have a Saturday night? It, it is. It, is, it does one? actually come. It does actually come from somewhere. It comes <laughs> from the fact that our five by five episodes that we record are always Saturday Night Live five by five. So I named him Mr. Saturday Night because of the five by five. I'm so there's a reason. He actually gets to have a Saturday night that's filled well, that could be possibly filled with debauchery. It's not a whole lot of debauchery going on at 725 down Ripple Road. Do we, need, do, we, do, we need to bring, do we need to bring Amber back into the, the broadcast room and tell her that you're really, really sad that you don't get to go around and, I don't know, do what fuck all with whoever? Like, I mean, we can do that. Why? She grown, I'm grown, man. It's okay for grown people to have difference of opinions, Mr. O'Dowd. <laughs> all right. I, I'm just saying, you know, you're a father now. Uh, oh, man, scary. Responsibilities, bro. Scary All right, and then. and rounding, round, rounding, rounding, rounding out, rounding out the bandwagon today is our good friend, the Reverend himself, Mr. Ray Cash. Mr. Tunney. Mr. Tunney doesn't want to, you know, bring forward your wrath, but. I already naturally did it just by being alive. So I'll make it three for three along with Mr. Platt and Mr. Ungar. That was not no group of death. No. Look at our numbers. No. For the record. They, see, Dave, this is what they did, man. They put the two strongest teams, i.e. yours and mine, together so they could knock one of us off, man. That's what whoa, they did. Whoa, that whoa, whoa. Don't round. let me bring Dave it and up I should have been the final me. round. Let's keep it a buck and a half, man. How come I, how come I beat that strong team, though, that's all I'm saying. I want to know how I got ignored, and I brought it up. What? <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ray had a good comeback. Gentlemen, Ray had a good comeback. Yeah, don't call it a comeback. I, that was the best, though. The best was we we were stuck in a tie, and we're like, people go vote in this poll because nobody's voting in this poll because all 27 of our listeners like voted right away, and. Suddenly, Ray starts making a huge comeback and starts like people did not follow the model. Uh, they did what we asked them to do. And so that's good on them. We do have a loaded bandwagon today. We are going to talk about uh, the second episode of season three of Umbrella Academy. We are going to then, of course, after the commercial break, jump into 
our earthbound villain draft and uh stops gonna stir some shit the best uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, a little sports as all-time basketball great celtic 11-time nba champion bill russell passed away at the age of i think it's an 86 88 um before Michael Jordan was considered the greatest basketball player of all time, before, um, you know, the, when the argument used to be, it used to be Michael or LeBron. Before it was Michael or LeBron, it was Russell or Will. And there, there's arguments to be had for both. But winningest, winning, winningest man in basketball uh, was part of those great Celtic dynasty dynasties from well before any of us were born. Just an absolute icon and legend in not only sports but in our um, in our world, uh, civil rights. He was a very strong um, activist in that uh, in that regard as well. And uh, just yeah, minutes ago, as we record this at two twelve uh, on Sunday the thirty first, we learned about the passing of Bill Russell. And so we we won't spend a, an inordinate amount of time talking about this but uh just some you know early reactions and uh we'll go with platt we'll start with you uh because you brought it up um as we were doing introductions so i feel like it's only fair to, to give you first word on the passing of bill russell you know guys i think the word legend it gets thrown around way too loosey-goosey nowadays I, that's just the era that we live in but to be fair and honest I don't even think the term legend does this man justice. I, I really don't. I mean, you talk about the all-time winningest player in basketball. I dare say he's the all-time winningest player in any team sport, point blank, period. And not only did he do it as a player, he also did it as a player coach, which let's see somebody try to pull that shit off today. I know LeBron is trying. I mean, technically, I guess LeBron has succeeded. But um, – <laughs> Just a, a a legendary basketball player, but more than that, man, just a, a legendary man. Can you imagine you're winning all these titles in racist-ass Boston, and then you come home and people have literally defecated and smeared that said defecation on your walls just because you're with a white woman and they don't like that type of shit in Boston? Uh, you know, they don't like that type of shit in a lot of places, but RIP, man. And it, it was a life well-lived, and he will live on. He will live on. Absolutely. Uh, Aesop, passing to Bill Russell. Yeah, Bill Russell did so much for the NBA, and I think he gets an un, uh, unfair view of himself because, you know, it, everyone talks about how, oh, well, you know, that dude was playing against, you know, five foot 11 plumbers and, you know, stuff like that. Well, man, who gives a shit? That guy's a. Uh, <laughs> I guess bigger than a legend. And I, I don't know the word that, you know, to, to use with that, you know, going off of what Chris Platt was saying, but that guy, uh, that guy as a humanitarian, as an athlete, as a coach, as uh, you know, an executive and all that stuff was pretty much just successful everywhere that he went. And it, it, it sucks to hear, you know, someone of that caliber, you know, leaves this earth. Well said. PC Tunney. One of the greatest rebounders, one of the greatest defenders of all time in the NBA, the winningest individual in professional sports history, period. 
And as great as that makes him as a player, he was even better uh, just a man, being a man and, and doing what was right and setting a great example. Um, even even lately in the last decade or so to younger players that you know knew that there's something to strive for to become as great and as wonderful a human being as Bill Russell was. So he will be missed. Mr. Ray Cash. Um, if there's anything wrestling parlance has taught me, Sop, you said that what's higher or bigger than a legend, wrestling has taught me that the term is called an icon. I believe Bill Russell is an icon in all of sports and all of in all of human history. Um, I want to touch on one quick thing because you guys have all kind of touched on his basketball excellence, um, his humanitarian excellence, being one of the leading uh, civil rights magnates at that time. Some would argue the greatest culture of all time. To draft him, to put him in Boston, to trust him with that team, and to trust him enough to say you're going to be the coach now while you're still playing. I'm not trying to give credit to Red. The credit I'm trying to give is to Bill because how many times have we seen players not be good coaches? And the fact that this man was coaching while he was still actively playing lets you know the level of not only talent but integrity. Because he could just say, screw it, I'm playing 45 minutes a game. The man's 11 out of 13. Think about that. 11 out of 13. There will never be another, ever, in any sport. And bring us home, Dave, your thoughts on the passing of Bill Russell. Yeah, I think everything everybody else has said is accurate. Legend, icon. Um, you know, when you look at each each of the major four team sports has, uh, you know, a team you associate with a dynasty. For instance, the Packers, the Yankees, the Canadians, the Celtics. Uh, but out of all those destinies, Boston's the only one that won eight in a row. I mean, eight championships in a row is absolutely unheard of and there's zero chance i, I mean i i would bet anything that there's zero chance that any of us will see anything like that in our lifetime again so uh and bill russell was at the center of that 11 and 1 in nba finals that's ridiculous you know tom brady's got nothing on him and he and talking about boston icons but yeah it's sad uh you know he was he's so much more than just a basketball player uh, always loved listening to interviews gaining knowledge from him yeah, eighty-eight. That's that's still pretty good. Pretty good life. I mean, certainly, he's going to be remembered forever. So, yeah, rest in rest in peace, Bill. Right. And to take this a little bit further, um, one of the other stats that you can see right now is in thirty elimination games at the college, pro, and Olympic level, levels, Russell was twenty-eight and two. Damn, twenty-eight and two. Damn. So, and for and for a generation of reporters. Um, you just like you see this argument all the time about who the greatest of all time is. And I actually don't believe in, in greatest of all time arguments because I think it's very much emblematic of an era, though I would argue that Bill Russell probably could have played in any era of basketball that he Definitely. wanted to. Same thing with Will Chamberlain. Like I, there's just, there's no denying talent, but because baseball, basketball, football, and games change and alter the way that games are played to me, it's, really tough to have an argument of the greatest of all time. But for a generation, I would argue that Bill Russell is easily one of the greatest of his generation, if not the greatest of his generation. And most wouldn't argue that. So raise a glass and happy trails to Mr. Bill Russell. 
Rest easy, King, in your transition. Now, there's no easy way to transition, sorry to use your parlance there, Christopher, into where we're going to go with the rest of the show. Uh, But we are going to jump into Umbrella Academy, episode two of season three. Uh, We got six men on the panel. Let's do a quick show of hands. I know Ray Cash is up on the entire series. Dave and Tony have watched the series. I know Aesop has not. Mr. Platt, have you watched Umbrella Academy at all? What do you think? What do you think, Patrick? No, but I was at least giving you the benefit of the doubt to answer. You didn't have to give me this little smirk, smug, like sad face. Like, yeah, you didn't okay. have to bury me on air either, but yet here we are. Chris, well, that's kind of my the, job. Chris, yeah, the teacher went out last night and had a few drinks and hung over. You got to be nicer <laughs> to the teacher today. Yeah, because that's, I mean, me. I mean, that's the what teacher, I do. The teacher don't care. The teacher's fine. Come on, Chris. Yeah. We'll go wait in the other room together. Uh, okay, cool, man. I'm going to go take a smoke. <laughs> you, you absolutely can go take a smoke. I don't know how long we're going to talk about this episode because it, it very much was sort of centered around a couple of uh, of just sort of primary incidents. Uh, the first being the kidnapping of Luther Hargreaves by the Sparrow Academy. When we leave off episode one, the leader of the Sparrow, Sparrow Academy, I've already forgot his name. Take your drinks, everyone. Marcus. Marcus has disappeared, and the Sparrow Academy, after having this battle with the Umbrella Academy in the first episode, naturally believes that the Umbrella Academy has kidnapped Marcus. So they kind of do a tit-for-tat and kidnap Luther while he's out on a jog in what is kind of a comical little thing. Like, he's out getting his his workout on, and these ravens until the cube shows up. And he gets taken in by the Sparrow Academy where they start grilling him about what they've done or what what they, what they think the Umbrella Academy has done with their number one. And you get a you get another kind of we're already seeing that the the Sparrow Academy, which comes off as this unified front in the very opening of the episode, is it, is it really that the tight knit team of heroes that you'd expect them to be. And, you know, we see a little bit of a further development between Luther and um, I'm going to forget Sloan. Is that her name? Sloan yeah. is the number five for, for the Sparrow Academy. They, they, they have their, their big moment. They, you know, and at the end of the episode, you know, they kiss and float in the air with her, her power or whatever, but not all is well in the Sparrow Academy. And you see a lot more of that in this episode as Luther is kidnapped. We'll start with uh, Tony this time. Thoughts on the episode, episode two? Uh, I think you missed the biggest part of the episode. No, not really. I haven't talked about the other part. Talk about the first half. We still have the biggest ball of twine. So you don't want me to talk about anything you didn't talk about there? No, you can talk about anything. Go for it. I think the biggest thing was is Vanya is now Victor. And the fact that that Ellen Page is... Ellen Page is actually Elliot Page now. So it's it's really art imitating life. And I thought it was really cool actually to see that. And um, for him to get a chance to on screen talk to, to his sister about it and someone that they could confide in, you know. So it's just really interesting because that can't that's gotta be one of the most difficult things ever. If you feel a certain way and you're just not born that way and you gotta make a change. I would imagine the hardest thing is First, accepting it yourself, but then telling it to others, right? 
I mean, and just for that family to come together for that moment, that felt really special to me. So, um, but yeah, I hope Luther gorilla bangs the shit out of the other one from the Sparrow Academy. Those two should be going wild, man. Uh, very, after such a nice, like tasteful discussion of how they handled. Did you forget was speaking? You forgot PC Tony was talking. It's, it's like it's like he did so well, and then you're like, and then I hope these two fucking bang like rabbits. Let's go. I, I think Ray, Ray hit on this. You hit on this last week uh, when you talked about it. I think the best thing about their handling of Elliot Page's transition is the non-issue they really made it in the episode, and yep. not not overselling Agreed. this moment as 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 a thing. And, you know, that the family is very supportive of her when uh, of him when he comes out uh, and shows them who he is. And then, yeah, they, they have that heart to heart talk um, with uh, between uh, them, uh, between uh, Victor and Allison yep. um, to just kind of establish that was was very well done. And, and I think honestly, by not making it a big deal, it makes it, you know, it. It, it that's the definition of acceptance. It normalizes it. Right. I, that was the best part about it. I, I loved it. It was very touching to me. Um, and I know Elliot act, acted this masterfully because I'm sure Elliot had to do this in his real life. But when he comes to the table where Klaus, Diego, Fi, and Five are sitting and looks at them and you could see like, his shoulders are slumped and his head is down and he's nervous. And, uh, you know, they looked at him like, what happened to your hair? And, and he was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Victor now. And he was like, do you have anybody got a problem with that? And everybody's like, no, we all good with it. So anyway, what was going on this? And you could see the shoulders kind of lift and his head lift and like, oh, I'm free of this burden I've been holding. Beautiful two minutes. I don't know if you're ready to go to me yet. You can go ahead. Keep going. Go for okay. it. I uh, want to touch on this real fast, and then I'll then get to the other things. Number one, I love the the uh, um, the sparrows' powers because the fight with uh, my boy Alfonso and Jamie in the uh, supermarket, yep. super fun fight. Uh, but the sparrows are essentially what the umbrellas would have been before Ben died. A strong unit. Ben dying is what fractured them as superheroes that make them all go on to do their own things. But that also had kind of in a way made them come back together. The, the sparrows never had that. Um, two quick, two things were fast. Allison finding out that Claire doesn't exist and like going into rage Allison. That's interesting for her. Cause she's always kind of been the, the, I won't say the glue, but like the, the, the conscience of the team that and two i will until the end of the of time the best person on this show is klaus and him finding out that his mama is an amish lady fantastic stuff well and, and that leads to the other big revelation of this episode right is that they were never born is what is what it appears eliminated from the uh, timeline because, yeah Right, like that they they have been erased, and that it seems like it's targeted. So that um, certainly is going to play out over the next few episodes. Dave, your thoughts on on episode two here of of Umbrella Academy? 
Well, I think, yeah, like like you guys said, the the Vanya to Victor uh, transformation was done really, really well, where they acknowledged it and then they kind of accept it and they move on, which if only it was that easy in real life, right? And I'm sure, you know, uh, they were thinking the same thing. But I think, yeah, the the, the issue with the Sparrows and, and, and the stuff with Sloan and, and, and Luther is, is really fun to watch. And you can tell Sloan is definitely kind of the outlier of the group. Um, acknowledging that she thinks what Luther did on the moon is really cool. So I like seeing those two get together, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the thing I'm wondering is like, Lila's got some interesting powers. Like she mimics one of the sparrows powers to control a Raven to get the briefcase that Vanya or not, excuse me, Victor and Allison were waiting to have delivered to them by Marcus, which never happens. But Lila gets it, and now she's got so she's got the ability to mimic some of the sparrows' powers, apparently. And yeah, the this time paradox where they are in a timeline where uh, Victor was looking at, at a, a what the some sort of almanac that talks about how they were the Kennedy Six or something like that, um, and and mm-hmm. various mm-hmm. sorts of like they all end up. It, it, so that's interesting. Is like they were, weren't born, but then there's proof of them in these in these reference materials and they all get incarcerated or something so i don't know what's going on but clearly five has it mapped out on the side of the car in einsteinian right. formulas so something yes, something's going on there and uh well and and you've still got the problem of this thing the in the basement of the uh of the academy sending Sele- waves out and causing people to disappear yeah causing the thanos snap selective elimination of certain things that that is it's it's random elimination almost well, it seemed like it was eating didn't it yes i mean like i would say that's an interesting way to describe it lobsters i would say that's a <laughs> cows all sorts oh, of right, sure. dogs it was marcus it, well it knows right it knows exactly what it what it wants you know because it didn't take five and and dave so you, you mentioned um, the Kennedy Six. The kids weren't killed. The mothers were killed before they could have the kids. Right. But they're still there. It's their their pictures are documented in material in this alternate timeline where they're not supposed to exist. So there's multiple paradoxes going on. It seems right. Well, remember that so, he talked about the grandfather paradox. Yes. Yep. And so I, you know, this is this is there's still a lot to unravel as these as this continues to move forward. Uh, and I think we're going to, I'm just reading the synopsis of, uh, of episode three right now. The title of the episode is pocket full of lightning. And it looks like we're going to continue to be dealing with this people disappearing problem. Lila and five says, and are going to reluctantly team up to solve their time travel problem. And, and Klaus exploring his patron or, you know, his father is, is going to be the center of this episode. I will say back one last thought on the, on the Victor and the revelation thing and the willingness of the family to accept him, that, that family, there's just no way they weren't, you know what I mean? Like there, that family is all about, all about that. Not as, as he thinks he should be. So excellent, excellent job. We'll continue our breakdown of umbrella Academy next week. Uh, as we move forward into another, into our show, I do want to talk about one last thing. We'll bring Christopher Platt and Aesop Mitchell back into this. This is a little bit of Marvel news that, uh, that I've seen as Kevin Feige gave an interview. And so before we get into the draft, uh, after our first commercial break, I wanted to talk about this because I don't think this is necessarily surprising news, 
But I think it's important news. And that is that Feige talked about that future Avengers projects in the MCU are going to be the end of phases. And I don't know if I necessarily find that surprising, but to me it makes a ton of sense. Aesop, welcoming you back into the program. Your thoughts on Feige's, Feige's, Feige's statement about Avengers films and where they're going to fit in the MCU timeline. Absolutely. Make these things a little bit more special, uh, bringing up, <clears throat> bringing in all the characters together rather than dropping it halfway through a phase. No, 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 no. Let it be the culmination right at the end. You have so many different team up opportunities, you know, for maybe end of, uh, you know, like in the middles, you know, something like, you know, Thunderbolts or uh, what's it called? Um uh, Midnight Suns, like, you know, if you want to do something like that, throw that in there. But Avengers, let it be the end of phase. Yes. Uh, Platt, what do you think about this? Feige gave an interview, said Avengers movies are the capstones. I agree. And I think that should be what it is. And I mean, he's also talked about how the the movies leading up to the next Avengers, it's all about these heroes what did he say? Like in peril or like discovering themselves or some shit. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. But no, I, I totally agree. Honestly, I'm just waiting until we get the X Men because that's going to be the game changer right there. Nice, Ray. What I've does it mean to be? Well, I actually had a question for you. Sorry, no, yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I jumped up. What does it mean to be an Avenger in the MCU anymore? Then, um, it's the highest level of honor. They have. There's everybody has their own groups or team ups or or partnerships and it's almost like being in triple a or double a or single a or something of that sort and getting called to the majors because i mean for the most part for the most part there are situations like the guardians whatever but for the most part the avengers are the only ones handling like world ending or universe ending threats everybody else is just kind of messing with the, you know, the Wakandans are just kind of fucking with Wakanda, right? You know, and such and such is kind of just fucking with that, right? But the Avengers is like the top tier. So it makes perfect sense. Also, we're not we're not explaining the MCU anymore. So Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron were no different than, say, Civil War or No Way Home. They were just part of the story. Whereas now we have so many team up, so many groups, stop mentioned teams that ain't even happened yet. Midnight Suns, Young Avengers, Thunderbolts. Now it doesn't make any sense for us to have to just force Avengers to come together. Something's got after Thanos killed the world and then they brought him brought everybody back. You can't just bring these dudes back together for like the cat in the tree. Like you can't just call nine one one, dog. You something's got to be important. <laughs> it does. Can, can it, you, does it does. You, could you imagine that though? Like, oh my god, little girl. Oh my god, my cat's stuck in the tree. I'm surprised they haven't made a joke like that in one of these films. That seems so um, accurate. It, it would make a lot of sense, Dave. I'm going to turn this next question to you. Who who's in charge of the Avengers? Who is the unifying force? Because feels like Wong, but I'm trying to figure out how Wong became the guy. Sorcerer well, Supreme Wong, by the way. So correct yourself. Yeah. I you know On I think technicality. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit early to declare who's in charge. I think ultimately it'll be Sam. 
um, because Captain America is going to rally the troops and get everybody together. I think, you know, like like Ray says, I think I think this is the evolution of the MCU, whereas for the first phase, you had to get it was everything was going to center around the Avengers and how they got together. And you had to establish that to do Infinity War. Now we're in we're in different era where now you've got the remnants of what was the Avengers with two of the most critical, well, three yeah, of the yeah. most critical members who um, aren't there anymore. Are we still recording? Did you lose me or? I think I lost now. you. You're good now. So go oh. ahead and like recap your last 10 seconds. Uh, oh, no, I, I was just saying how I think, you know, it's just it's just different now you've got all these different groups are trying to reestablish you know you've got three of the most important avengers are no longer there you know tony's dead cap you know is old or you know we assume he's still alive possibly black widow nat's dead um so you know this is all about re you know refilling the 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 dam so to speak and trying to get new people in place. And so, yeah, I think at that point that this, this phase is all about how do we get to the point where, cause I think if you're going to name somebody Avengers, now you're going to throw that Avengers title on them. Now that's, that's a much bigger deal. Uh, Just thank uh, you great, for, great. They don't have water Dave, or Wi-Fi. Dave, how do we get what, how do we get what Dave, you cut out, right? And how do we get, hold on. So I know audio issues, notwithstanding what I was saying is that, I think this phase is all about if if you're going to call yourself the Avengers now in this phase, it's got to mean a really big deal. Like you guys have all been saying. And so this is all about how do we get to the point where we put together this group that's worthy of carrying the Avengers mantle. And so that ties in what Feige's saying. When, when we do these things, there's going to be big end phase events. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Excellent. Uh, final thoughts, PC Tony. Uh, you, I don't think you got a chance to weigh in here. So, I, I still think it's going to be strange. I still think yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is the guy, and I think he's he's going to go out on it too, right? Like he's it's gonna that's going to be it. Like it, he, he, I think he deserves what Robert Downey Jr. got as an actor because I think he has been that important uh, to me. So, but in general, who's in charge is, is Kevin Feige. So <laughs> that is, that is absolutely true. Okay. Definitely felt like we needed to talk about that little news bit uh, before we moved into the draft portion of this show. We are going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to watch Aesop Mitchell stir the pot, pissing people off. We're going to argue over who gets first pick and all that. We're going to make those decisions as villain draft part two, our earthbound villains, Coming up, you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com All right. Welcome back, everyone. It is time for part two of the annual Bandwagon Nerds Fantasy Draft. We are, of course, continuing our villain draft. I think this week's draft will have many more familiar names for people, names that maybe 
are more coveted amongst the bandwagoners. We didn't Maybe I won't get villains. pick shamed by Aesop this week. No, you will. You uh, will. It's okay. Somebody's getting just, picked. Just wait. Just wait. So I'm I'm excited for this one. I uh, I'm a little nervous that Aesop's gearing up to fight. Um, there's been some questions leading into this draft about who's actually eligible. BC Tony had put it out there. All I'm going to say, fellas, is that. When these questions come up, we're going to be a complete democracy. We're going to hash it out and vote it out, and the majority rules. So I uh, I know that I say this is a patatorship. It's not really. It's it's a bandwagonocracy. Bullshit. Excuse me. Pardon me. I had a little. Wow. A little, uh, pardon God me. God bless you. All right. God bless you, thank Chris. You. Th- th- All thank right. You, so, Reverend. for those of you that may have forgotten uh, we do this draft, fantasy draft style, snake style draft. We are about to, I'm about to share my screen with the fellas so they can see all of our names in random.org. Uh, and that way there's no question um, as to any shenanigans on my part. Because I, I don't I don't want that. I don't want fellas to think that there's shenanigans. So the question to you all is, can you see the random.org screen in front of you? Indeed. Yes, sir. Dun, 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 All right. So this is the second uh, second week of the draft where Christopher Platt has added the soundbite. Um, welcome to adding the soundbite. He is. I'm going to add you to FUBAR. Okay. As you can see, the names are in here. Dave will not insert a drum roll in post-production. Maybe he will. I don't know. But I am randomizing <laughs> in three, two. Oh, and top, top is the number one pick. Top of the list is number one. So three, two, one, randomize. And this week, Dave gets the number one pick in the draft. Hold on, I got to write this down. Dave, followed by Christopher Platt, followed by Mr. PC Tunney, and Ray, didn't you get the fourth pick in the last draft too? I did. Like, I, it is what it is. I don't know what the deal this is. This is this is almost a mirror of last. Uh, the like last literally in the, in the opposite. Yeah, it's in like the, the opposite reverse direction. order. Yeah. No, and we basically constant. Ray and PC stayed past. Myself and and uh, Ray switch groups. That's all that happened. Dave was Myself? six last time. Aesop was one. Now Dave is one. Aesop is six. Platt was, was five last time as well. I was no, two I thought, and Platt was five. I think I was yeah. three last time, wasn't I? You, yeah, you, you yeah, were. Tony, me and you haven't changed. You, Ray, uh, Ray and Tony did no, not. No, we haven't, Ray. We're still the same beautiful people we've always been. Y'all right are the constant the gay science. That just, that just means that your season was delightfully mediocre and you were right in the middle of the draft. Not, not bad enough to get the first pick. Not good enough to get Listen, the last pick. Already, already down Shade. on myself from golf today, brother. Oh. No, you're like the St. Louis Cardinals of villain drafting. That's, now that's I, what you are. Now, now I got. Now I'm really upset. You're you're good enough to be four games over 500 and maybe make the playoffs, I'll um, the but not so good that you're a threat to everyone. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But here's the thing: is Dave, like who had to wait through. Yeah, Dave had to wait through five picks last time. You get to go first this week um, and can pick Galactus <laughs> right away. Uh, so congratulations. <laughs> well, 
Wait, wait, wait. So if the, I the, pick the... Galactus, I think that would trigger Aesop right there. So I will not do right. that. So that is the thing is these are earthbound villains. So you do have to keep in mind we went cosmic last time, and that, those are people who whose basic con- you know basic concern is not just dominate dominating Earth or taking over the world. It is absolutely like ruling the multiverse, the cosmos, and taking everything by force. I think there is an argument to be made for maybe two picks out of the cosmic draft that could be in the earthbound draft. Aesop is going to fight that tooth and nail. Tunny already yeah. asked the question. You're going to vote so your shit down, bitch. It's fine. Who says I'm even going to pick those names? I, I was just so, I was talking about Aesop. Anyway. I, well, I'm not picking them. So worry about it. We're, we're going to hand the draft over with his first pick. To Mr. David Ungar, and I, I'm I'm almost pinning it in, in the ink. But why don't you make that first pick, Surpri- Mr. Yeah, David? Sur- surprising absolutely nobody. The Joker is the number one pick in this draft. The Joker goes number one. Remember, after the third round, we will take a commercial break. So off the board, that moves it over to Christopher Platt with your first pick. Joker was the number one pick on my draft board as well. Uh, he's the most iconic villain in comic book history, period. Like, the Joker is so iconic. His lady got a three-movie spinoff franchise. You know what I mean? That's how iconic Joker is, right? He's so iconic, they had to develop a lady for him in the animated series. <laughs> he's so iconic that she can't even have a relationship with Poison Ivy right now without a bunch of marks bitching about it and wanting Joker to become her man again. <laughs> Which, by the way, Harley Quinn premiered on HBO Max on the 28th and is a show you all should be watching. Yes. Thank you. So all right. my number two, this is the number two guy that I had on my draft board. I'm taking a bit of a risk here because I've got some other guys that I'm hoping going to be there and gals rather later in the draft. But um, I'm going Magneto. Magneto. Excellent. Excellent choice. DC Tunney. Do you incur Aesop's wrath and pick a controversial pick? No, I'm going to go <laughs> with some money, power, intelligence, and, uh, you know, someone that's going to take control of this squad right here. And Lex Luthor will be my number one pick. A lot different than the anti-monitor. That is true. The to- much, much wait, the total pack- he, can, he can pronounce The total package is your number one pick? <laughs> I, didn't, hey. I, didn't take the, I didn't take the anti-monitor. He can't even walk anymore, man. What are you doing with yourself, Tony? <laughs> I'm just winning this draft. That's all I'm doing. Don't worry about it. You sit, 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 sit there and relax. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, Ray Cash is going to try to do something with it with his fourth pick. Who are you going with, my friend? I am, and I, this may be a bit of a surprise to some of you, but I'm going to go a little outside of the box, and I'm going to go with Ultron. Ultron? Okay. We're, Actually, okay. uh, I don't know if I'd okay. say that's outside of the box. I think um, he's one of I, the ones that I would argue could be either or. Yeah, I didn't know uh, if he was eligible for this draft. You can great call, you can call. You can call for great a vote. Why, Chris? No, Chris, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a hater. No, I'm not a hater. If you think if you think he shouldn't be on the draft, it's not hating. It's, it's what it is. No, but no, no. I I can't think of any story that's really in the comics that wasn't him just trying to destroy Earth. That's fair. That's, That's fair. What's that well, remake? More yeah. specifically, humans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's yeah. So that yeah, that's why I'm not going to argue. So, 
here's where I'm going to surprise everybody is some of y'all think, you know, who I'm going to pick. Um, this isn't a surprise, but it's not the first pick that, that you're all expecting me to do as a first pick. I am going to go with my favorite crime boss in all of comic book universes. Uh, there you go. Rival, uh, introduced in Spider-Man, most known for his uh, battling with Daredevil. I'm going with the Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, who I think is going to be huge in the MCU in coming years. Excellent pick. I was hoping I might be able to snake him right at the end, but good no, pick. no kingpin for you. Thank you, sir. I think you should uh, make your I, own. You should pick your own controversy here, Aesop. You really should, so you can argue with yourself. I'm just saying. <laughs> we might be here all day then. Aesop's uh, pick is Mo Man. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's a terrarian uh, villain, so I could take him. Uh, but my first pick, I think, has to be someone that's. Got power, brains, and everything in between. Give me uh, Norman Osborn. God damn it. I was trying to steal him in the next round. I I was trying to steal him in like round three or four, so that's a great pick. No, there's no way that that was ever getting that far down. No way. That was second round at the worst. As a a Spider-Man mark, there was just no way that that was going to happen there. So, all right. (laughs) Then, uh, Back coming, back. Yep. coming back, uh, looking as as to what I have here. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? I'm I'm gonna stick in the same realm, uh, same universe, same everything. Give me Doctor Octopus. God damn it, Aesop! Going Sinister Six ish. Good, nice, nice two first two picks, Aesop. Well done. Yeah. Right. I love hearing Chris Platt say, God damn it. It's awesome. It is. I'm it's sure it's, it's very, it's very nice. It's <laughs> God very nice. damn it. Pissing me off. Because so, I, I yeah, am a I'm a mark. That's what I So heard. my my second pick, uh, the Kingpin loves geniuses. He loves people that are going to help him achieve power. He needs a genius on his team, but he wants a metahuman genius. Uh, and so he's going to head over to the DC universe, and he's going to pick Eobard Thawne, also known as the Reverse Flash. And there's, PC Tony has the, left there's the, the chat. answer to your question yesterday, Tony, right there. What do you what want? What do you want for the what do you want for the pick? How many picks I gotta give you? I'm willing to trade. Let's make it happen. I gotta have them. <laughs> so reverse no, flash he, is, uh, is now Juan Soto, soon. Pat. He's, He's just Juan good, Soto. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked the Juan Soto of of the draft. I uh, I love that reaction. Here's PC a funny story, Aesop. I liked Otto Octavius so much that I wrote him down as a potential second and third round pick. So twice on my list. Well, well Aesop, that's right. Doc Ock was number four on my big board. I'll give that's you my second. I liked him. I'll give you my second, third, and fourth. Four, <laughs> Thon, and your fifth and sixth. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, you really it want to rock It is I Juan Soto. Him. No, he's my number one. He's my number two pick, man. I'll, I, I got to keep him. He's mine. All right. Let's think of other obscure Flash-esque villains. So uh, Johnny <laughs> Quick. You could draft Captain Johnny Gold. Quick. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was going with the speed factor. It's an unwritten rule okay. in fantasy drafting that you don't drop names before they are picked. Um, you guys are yeah. really bad at it. It's, like, it's a very nerdy. Great cash. Great <laughs> cash. Tony's going to drink himself on the bitter bus here for a little bit over over this. So who's your who's your number two pick? Uh, so 
you know, you guys are picking geniuses. I might as well pick maybe uh, one of the greatest known minds in the history of the DC universe. And I'm going to go with Race Al Ghul. God damn it! (laughs) He was was number five. Raz Al Ghul was number five on my big board. (laughs) Keep it up. Tony, pick somebody else that will make Sake, All right, Tony. Tony drafts Modoc. No, Tony's Tony's trying to re he's trying to rewrite his draft board right now. Like he's trying to figure out what his number two is going to be after losing out on on Reverse Flash. This is fun. I like this, guys. I yeah. hate this shit. Why am I here? Why did y'all invite me back? <laughs> did you asked to be on the show. Uh, no, I like didn't. Night? Y'all invited no, yeah, me yeah. here, man. This was an invitation. I didn't bogart my way onto this show, sir. Well, we want you on the well, show. I mean, since well, I can't if you do want that, me on the show, stop uh, making I believe all I'm on the clock, picks. by the way. Uh, t- well, welcome to the bandwagon. Um, I even watched the uh, Kevin Costner draft day this morning to prepare. Just for have to go in a different direction. <laughs> I I'm going to go God, with uh, that. Happened. Oh, I'm, going with, <laughs> I'm going to pick Ultraman. Ultraman. All right. <laughs> They think you're talking about that giant fucking robot, Tony. They don't know who you're talking about. I, I know who he's talking about. I know about. who he's talking about, too. Uh, that's I'm an just going to go in a pick. different direction. I'm going to go a different direction, though. That's that's part of drafting. you got to shuffle the board, move things around a little bit. I was I was more laughing at, at his delivery of Ultraman. It was very, <laughs> I'm going to draft Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Flat, it's time for you to not say God damn it, because you get to pick somebody that you want this time. Who you got, my friend? Hey, man, y'all took uh, most of the brain, so maybe I need to double up on some brawn here. I need a little muscle in the equation, so I'm gonna go Homelander. God damn it! No. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad idea to have a crazy not-so-Superman on your team. And, you know, we talked about him at length last week as we were surprised he didn't make it on to the Cosmic Hero draft. But uh, we argued that he was always on Earth. We never saw him Cosmic, which is why he didn't get picked. So there's uh, one guy that I, I really wanted to take, but I can't take him because of somebody else that I took. Gotcha. It's just not going to mesh well. They're know. not they're not going to fit. No, I, I can, no. I can, I can appreciate oh. that. <laughs> I just, you praise yeah. on it, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, like, what the fuck, like, yeah, yeah. How's that, how, how's that gonna work, David Ungar? Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> it is to you for your second pick in the draft, and already we got a lot of thinking caps. We got people Ooh. scratching their heads, staring at their list. Dave, who are you picking to work with the Joker? Oh, well, I, these two guys working together is a scary thought. And this might it be the one that incurs Aesop's wrath, but I'm going to, you know, hey, I argue for a living, so bring it. Um, Dr. Doom is going to be my God pick. damn it! I'm challenging that hardcore right now. How? Challenging. Uh, please, enlighten, Challenge enlighten me. First of all, well, there's no reason to challenge. Let's just vote. Let's just vote. There's five of us. Yours is a no. What's Patrick? Let, let him make his argument. Well, I, I, this I want to hear. Let him make his case. Yeah. First Make of all, your Do- case, sir. Dr. Doom gets much of his powers through cosmic reasons and eventually becomes a, a, an, a an entire cosmic entity taking the Beyonder's power. He is not just a world villain, not a street-level villain. This dude is a threat to the entire go- galaxy universe, however you want to put it. 
There is no chance I can I can uh, say. I mean, when you look under when when you look though I I mean I don't know that I'm going to vote this way but I'll I'll throw some help to Aesop's way that when you look at his affiliations with teams the first thing that comes up is Sorcerer's Supreme so there is that uh, I don't equate him with the Sorcerer Supreme at all but no here's the thing is is yes he got his powers from the same way that the Fantastic Four did but he's based in Latveria which is on Earth his main goal is to subjugate everybody and everything which includes humans earth beings yes he does overtake the beyonder at some point but i he's he's a in every way a hybrid i think you could put him on the cosmic list you can put him on this list he fits in everywhere he is basically the swiss army knife of villains at this point so i yeah i i get what you're saying but i don't think there's enough there to disqualify him from this list and say he's exclusively a cosmic villain well none of them really are but i mean galactus yeah okay you could do that but yeah i i think he fits it, in both places it, it becomes a little different though when you're talking world level street level stuff you know what i mean the, the fact like with with uh, a universal entity a cosmic entity yeah sure they come down but they spread themselves around uh dr doom as a street level villain is not just that though we know that his abilities have been brought in cosmic uh through cosmic origins his uh powers are a, of a universal level and he has been I, I mean look at look at what he's going to be potentially for the mcu in that sense in which at, at that point too he's going to be more than just a threat to earth i mean dr doom is just too big to be a street level villain. See, so here's, uh, go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. Here, here's my real, my real quick take on it. I have always looked at Doom as an Earth villain because his whole goal is to basically kill Reed Richards and control Earth. But we put him on the cosmic list, and I don't think you can put someone on both. I don't know. I, I think had Pat, Pat originally said when we did these lists, you could have conceivably Ultron, people on both. Ultron was on. Ultron the other could list. be on both Wait. as well. Was Ultron on the other list? Yeah, I think somebody, yeah, I, so. I yeah, I picked Chris Adam. Yeah. yeah, I didn't Chris remember Adam. that. So my yeah. bad. So then, you, if you want I, me to change that, I will. No, I didn't remember look, that. I concede the fact. Let's just vote. I concede the fact that you guys have made your point. Could be the big bad for the next phase. I, I concede that. That that's very true. But I think he starts off as a as a Earth based. Not saying street level, but we're not talking just street level villains. This is yeah. Earth based villains. He starts off as that, and then gains power and gets greater ambitions as he goes along. But I don't see exactly. how that disqualifies him from being an Earth-based villain. Okay. Pat's going to stir all, the pot right had, now. No, let, let, I got it. I got it. No, you guys have had your talk. Let's move on. Let's get it going here. Let's vote. Let's vote. <laughs> Aesop is a no for sure. Patrick? Oh, Patrick waits till the end. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ray? I was going to say no, but because I snuck with Ultron, I didn't know it. I would be a hypocrite if I said no. So I'll say yes. Chris, I had Dr. Doom number six on my big board, so I have to say yes, because I'd be a hypocrite if I did. I'm going to say no, because I want Patrick to make the decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's good podcasting. As, Here you go. Man. As the guy who vote, who picked him first in the Cosmic Draft last week Uh-oh. and left him off his list because you, of Dave. reality warping powers. And overwhelming magic. Dave, I'm very sorry. Patrick O'Vowd votes no. Wow. 
that's the shock of all shocks. Yeah, the death of friendships. It's like the Reed Richards. There will be no shoe. There will be no shoe next week, as as they as Tony likes to say. What a shoe. Dave, are you still with us or are you not longer speaking to me? No, I'm here. I'm just disappointed <laughs> in you, Pat. <laughs> He's not mad. He's disappointed. I That's am. Payback. The worst. That's payback for my symbiote. So just the talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave, I'm sorry. I thought Patrick was going to vote the other way. Otherwise, I would have given it to you. Switch your vote then. Now nah, it's too late. <laughs> too late now. The people have spoken, and Dr. Doom has been redeemed ineligible. So move to your next take- choice, sir. Oh, damn it. Oh uh, well, since you I got, got two picks, though, you I know. Still got two picks I know. Um, let's do in that case. Let's do Deathstroke number two. Nice pick. Oh, nice yeah. pick. I had him. I think next. I think that was coming either way after that one. Now I got to figure out who to. Uh, looking at this stuff. Oh, looks pretty obvious to me. I like the frozen screen of just Dave's smiling face right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't even have that. Just. Dave, Dave's Dave's call so mad at me. I don't even have his frozen face. I've got like bars or something across the way. Like, <laughs> no, that's all right. You're you're okay, Pat. We're still we're still okay. I'm just. I hope little... everyone has enjoyed the series finale of Bandwagon. Right. Right. <laughs> it <laughs> ends suddenly <laughs> without Dave, warning. Dave, you can pull up PC Tony, get pissed off, and quit for like three weeks. You'll be able to come back. Trust me. Yeah. Every time. Uh, you know what? Let's let's see. What do we got? We got. Uh, too, I'm too DC centric. Give me Red Skull. I'll take him. There it is. So that's what Brandon and I were laughing. Yeah. Magical meeting, uh, like a like a a war meeting with Mac. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't take a Nazi, <laughs> and my first pick was, was in a. Like, right. I don't even need to finish that statement. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Are you saying that there might be a problem with uh, with Magneto's heritage? A there may be a conflict of interest. I don't. I guess maybe, perhaps uh, you know. Excellent. Pick, Platt, by the way, it was a good. It is a good pick. The Red Skull is a good pick. Christopher Platt, back to you, my friend, for your number three. Uh, I guess I'm gonna try to mix some brains in with my bronze. So my third round pick is going to be Bane. God damn it! <laughs> well, but and brawn as well, brains and brawn. Like that is. I, a, I, I literally just said that, Odin Kirk. No wait, you took the Bane, you took the Bane from Batman and Robin, right? That version of Bane, right? <laughs> oh fuck! If I took Bane, would you draft Bane. Uma Thurman? And why wouldn't Platt, I draft Uma Thurman? Just, 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 <laughs> to, just to explain. For drafting me, Christopher Platt. Just to explain why I said what I said, because your previous pick, when you picked Homelander, you talked about adding Braun to your team. And then you said to pick brains along with my Braun, Bane, I thought you were complimenting Homelander. Douche nozzle. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, next up. <laughs> <laughs> next up is PC Tutty with his third round pick. That's what's next up. I will take Superwoman. Full crime syndicate, aren't you? Shut the fuck up, Dave. Oh man. Oh man's next, yeah. That's <laughs> fire. Bow, 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 bow. This Johnny is gonna end a lot of friendships. I can already see this man. Like they're gonna be in them's fighting words today. 
is Stop be telling NWO, everybody what I'm doing, Dave. It's about to I be had two NWO plans. black and white versus red and black in this melon farmer. He, Dave, right, that, he got me back there, though, because I, I fucked around on accident and got his pick voted down. I should have voted the other way. Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right, Tony. Break cash. It is, yes, it is on to you, my friend. I am. Uh, a lot of us have picked people who we could argue is the smartest man in the universe, but I'm picking the real smartest man in the universe because he was one of the first men on the universe in the universe in general. I'm picking Vandal Savage. Good call. Good pick. Solid pick. Thanks, sir. All right. And that brings it to me. So I've got my meta genius with the reverse flash. I've got the I'm man challenging the whoever you pick, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, you can, but uh, I'd like I don't think so I'd like to challenge Thawne, by the way. Uh, you can, but you can't. Um, too late. I'm going to pick an infiltrator. I'm going to pick a spy. I'm going to pick a conniving mutant, who's also one of, in my opinion, the more compelling mutants in the X-Men universe. I'll go with Mystique. Mm, God damn it. Mother of Nightcrawler. And Rogue. God damn it. And Rogue. The abusive mother of Rogue. The great Very movie. much so. Very much so. Hey, mommy dearest. All right, Aesop, your third round pick, and then we take our second commercial break. All right. Uh, I'm going to take someone that has immense power uh, across the globe and mainly been helped through his 10 rings. Give me the Mandarin. Great. Mm, that's pick. a good That's a good the, one. The Mandarin may be the most underrated villain of all time because he hasn't been shown on screen the way he was in the comics. I had him number 18 on my big board, by the way. If if we would if we would have ever seen the version of the man and no no respect to Wen Wu from Shang Chi but if we would see the actual Mandarin from the comics on someone's screen we'd be talking about him like we talk about these other top level villains but he's forgotten about because we didn't get that where's and my, that's a shame where's my challenge flag ten rings man cosmic base Cos- it's got it man <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you can make an all argument right. for half this shit that it's the wrong way but that's all that's right. right oh well. You know what? He, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, and on your not wrongness, we're going to go into our first commercial break. Or our second commercial break. Our second commercial break. Silly me. Uh, before we go to over to our recorded commercials, I do want to take this time to remind everybody that if you enjoy Friendships Ending on Bandwagon Nerds, if you enjoy your rest talk every day of the week, if you enjoy what we do on the Chair Shot Radio Network, then head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in one of our many, many shirt designs. We have all kinds of designs to choose from, everything from chair shot radio logos to a bandwagon nerd shirt. That's right. You can rep our brand to anything and everything in between uh, from this wacky, wacky bunch of dudes that come and give you excellent, excellent content on the chair shot radio network. Shirts run at $19.99, but if you're feeling fancy, you want to spend a few dollars more, get it soft style. It'll feel nice on your giblets. It's an excellent, excellent thing to do. We can't do this without the support of our listeners, and the best way that you can support us is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in us. Thank you, everyone. When we come back, we will wrap up the back end of the Earthbound Villain Draft. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right. Welcome back, everyone. David Ungar has uh, has crawled off of the bitter bus. Are you still on the bitter bus? You still, no, still man, mad? I think the title of this episode is The Mega Powers I'm Explode. Still on the, bitter bus, the Mega Parker. Powers Explode. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> well, you're just on the bitter bus because I snaked your second round pick. You thought the reverse flash was going to get back to you. You didn't think anybody was going to touch him. Your arrogance hurt you, sir. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can do that. That's fine. You know, you had your chance. You went with Lex Luthor. I would say which was the right. Uh, call, what I can't tell you, I, I yeah right. I mean he would if you had not picked Lex Luthor, I would have picked Lex Luthor. But I think Ray would have picked Lex, Lex Luthor before I could have picked Lex Luthor. So indeed, one way or the other, I was getting Reverse Flash. Anyway, all of that is to say that Aesop has three picks in the bank and he gets to kick off the fourth round after the Mandarin. Who are you going with now? Well, PC likes to do uh, multiversal villains. And I think I'm going to keep going with that. And I'm going to take one that's definitely better, bigger, more powerful than his next pick, which will be Owlman. Give me the mix of Bruce Wayne and the Joker, the Batman who laughs. Come on, stop. Really? That's where we're going? Doom, 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 doom. Oh, are we, are we contesting this pick? Don't contest it, you guys. Because no, I'm not, you're I'm not, not you're not, I'm, you're not, no, I'm like, not, I'm not contesting this, this, this is a horrible pick be considering how, yeah. he, <laughs> it, how, you, how, no, but like, if we're sitting here talking about it, it's a great pick. It's a really cool pick for this draft. Right. And I love it right. because I'm a big fan of that, but no one's going to know who the fuck that is when they fucking disagree. voting on this shit. Disagree. Because if you care about comics now, that is probably the biggest character that's been made in comics in the past three or four years. Well, I know it's on fucking it's on uh, Fortnite too. Okay, I, 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 I like the pick. I'm okay. I don't All think right. it's gonna win. Um, I already have a win, so I'm okay. So your first two picks are really good. Oh, yeah, Sop and I are good, man. Y'all the losers oh, up, in this Miller Farmer. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> shut up. So I've got I've got I've got my spy. I've got my my scientist slash superpowered speedster. Uh, I do want an assassin, and my first for my first pick for an assassin has already been taken. Because I was gonna go with Deathstroke, you took that away from me. So I am gonna go Serves with the man right. who murdered. Ele- it does, but I'm gonna go with the man who murdered Elektra in one of the more famous comic book stories of all time from Daredevil. I'm going to pick Bullseye. Colin Farrell. I'm going to try to steal him. Yeah. I mean, and Mystique's, Mystique's kind of an assassin as well, a little bit. So, she is. yeah, I look at she is, but she's also a pretty big manipulator. I love I love her as a manipulator amongst other, causing discord, sowing discord amongst hero groups. All right, Ray Cash, it is to you, Mister O'Dowd. It is uh, actually very funny and ironic to me that you picked a man with the. Uh, 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 an affinity for sharp things. Sop is going to love this. I'm stepping away from DC and Marvel, and I'm going... Well, technically, it's still DC. No. No. I'm going... No. No. With the Shredder. 
Fuck you. God, this is fucking Ray, 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 Ray fuck I thought I could get him next round. I thought I could get him next round. I knew I had to get him right there. Or else he'd be gone. Son of a I thought I'd be able to steal him at the end of the draft. I'm not going to lie to you. That's going to be like sixth round. You know what I mean? I dig it. Uh, like fighting the gym. Nice pick, Ray. Thank you, sir. Look at you guys. I love this. God, this has been so it. much more fun. Uh, you know, Cosmic Cosmic Village, everybody was like, oh, good choice. Good choice. This has been a lot more like, fuck yous. Fuck yous. I didn't know I was God, showing up hero, hero gasm and I couldn't pick my partners today. <laughs> well, uh, the, that means you would partner with everyone, really. So, so Tony, who, since you can't pick the shredder, who is next on your list? All it's right. your turn. It's your pick. I'm going. I'm going back. I'm going to the Flash universe, and I, I'm I'm going to take this villain who I think is is. But this this is a really good bad though. I mean, mind control, uh, infinite strength, and stamina. I'm going Gorilla Grodd. He was uh, he was amongst my next choices, so I uh, I think you're on the right track that time. Well done, sir. Thank you. He's no Reverse Flash though. But, you know, I mean. I understand. Could have taken yeah. Zoom. Could have taken Zoom. No, no, you can't. No, you can't because he didn't take Reverse Flash. He took Eobard Thon, and Eobard Thon was both of them. So you cannot take Zoom. And if we fucking vote on that, it's gonna get voted the fuck down. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I know what my uh, fifth round pick is. How about this? You pick it away from <laughs> the there's, there's already two no's. There's already two no's. Me and Patrick will say no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Dave, I'll say no to that. I know Dave agrees because he took Thon and not Reverse Flash. <laughs> so Christopher Platt. This whole I'm having too much fun. Their protest. I'll tell you right now. So my you next now, pick. <laughs> That's hilarious. So my next pick here, and shout out to us having six people and not seven, because there is the possibility for ties if we had a seventh person. So there's that. But my next pick, man, is one of the I feel like one of the more underrated and most powerful villains in her universe, not just because of her mutant powers, but also because of the way that she's able to use her sexuality against other melon farmers as well. Plus, we needed some some women on this side also. So I'm going with Emma Frost. Oh, is she a villain though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She was. You know. She yeah. was. I, I would say so her much start in the, the Hellfire Club. Sure. Sure. You but so much, so much. I don't know if I feel about. Well, let's, talk, let's have this conversation first. So much of her. Of what she's known for, in the majority of what she's known for, she is an X Men. I mean, but I, I, I don't know. Like, Aesop Mitchell says it best. I hate a good redemption arc. Like, what? Just kidding. Um, Worse, she's a tweener. I, I, she's a tweener at yeah. worst. Instinct, like, I instinctively go villain when I think of Emma Frost. Oddly enough, and that like is what? in spite of her like prominent role in the X Men. Like, she and Scott, she and Scott Summers, like, fuck like rabbits for like ever. Like, it's. Exactly. That's a real thing. Like I get I you. Look at, but I look at her as Scott Summers is also kind of a dick too. So I, I, I guess there's that. Shout I understand the villain the villain aspect, but I I do look at her as a hero first and foremost. All right, so take it to let's take it to the floor then. I'm not gonna be a hater. If everybody floor. else cool with it, I'm cool with it. But I don't she's not a villain to me. Yeah, let's take it well, to that. That's why we that's, that's Ray, why we have Ray, that means, Ray, that means you voted no. We right. didn't vote yet. Are we voting? You just yes, did. We're voting. Started. Take it to the you floor. Just yeah, you literally just voted, sir. Yeah. Take it to the floor. Thank, thank you, Chris. 
Love you, Ray. All right. Shut so, up, Tuddy. You try to fuck Ray me voted no. You too. <laughs> I I already made I already made my statement, so I will I will say that based on what I said, I I'm running with yes. So it's a yes for me, a no from Ray. Uh, Aesop. Yes. It is a yes from Aesop. DC Tunny. Yeah, no. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Create some drama. <laughs> Create some drama. Why, 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 why did you not see that coming, Pat? Or did you see that coming? Because it's good podcast. So, so Platt, Platt, the better... The be- fucking P- I'm not here for you. I'm not here for Patrick. I'm here for the radio network, and this is good podcasting. Platt, I think the better question is, how did you know I wasn't going to do that? Of course I was going to pick PC Tony to go... Of course I was going to make oh. Dave make the decision. Oh, Dave... Man. You hold him a frost fate in the balance. Well, Hero or villain? Considering she was hey, going to be my very next pick, I'm going to have to allow this one because that was who I was going to pick <laughs> with the very next. No, no, one. say no, say no now. Then I can't pick <laughs> her. Up, then, yeah, I'll pick her and then vote again. Yeah, sure. Just really fuck everything up. <laughs> hey, stop! I think if it was either me or you, Dave's voting no. That's fair. No, that's not true. She was well, on my list. Say, I can't remove her from my list. She list. was gonna. She was gonna be on there. She's. She's I mean, like I said was, to Ray, a tweener at best. Yeah, at, but this, this was similar to the the Doctor Doom controversy. I had Doctor Doom number six on my big board, so I couldn't vote against Dave with Doctor yeah. Doom, but I had him that eye. Fair enough. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Dave, yeah. Dave, you lost your next pick. I so did. Who are you going with now? I did. Um. <laughs> so. There's a lot of brains on this team, not enough brawn. With that being said, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick Abomination. Ooh. Okay. And then Excellent. Added, Thug, muscle. Yeah, adding a lot of brawn. And then, you know, <laughs> somebody, to, you know, I, I, there's so many. Oh, this is this gets a little bit difficult here, but I don't need enough. I've got enough crazy on the team with the Joker and Red Skull to last me a lifetime. You know what I want to do? I'm going to go a little outside the box here. I'm going to pick Ozymandias from Watchmen. Not bad. Mm. Not That's bad. A good one. That's a good one. He's Man on my chair, big huh? board. Not not high, but he was on my big board. All right. The man manipulated a god. The most po- raised big you know, anchor of his team. The most powerful villain that he had in the cosmic. Manipulated him. Facts. All facts. Platt. It is to you and your fifth round pick. Chris is the Ooh. guy at the Chris is the guy at the fantasy football draft who never knows when he is turned to pick. You know, he's just like, <laughs> oh, it's my, oh, it's my turn to pick. I didn't know. Yeah, it's been, draft the, it's been the it's been the same for the last two and a half hours, dude. You follow that guy. What's funny is I swear to God, last pick I was about to ask Patrick, hey, when do I go again? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that was Chris. That was very kind of you to me. Thank you. Hey, man, that was a shoot, brother. So, okay, so we got a little bit of brains. We got a whole lot of brawn. You know what? I'm gonna need. Uh, I, I need. I have a consigliere in real life, which is Mr. Ungar. I probably need a consigliere on my squad as well. So I am going to go with former Gotham prosecutor Harvey Dent, aka. Two Face, because I'm sure we're going to get jammed up legally in some particular point in time. It'd be nice to have a lawyer on your goddamn squad. They come in handy every once in a while. I don't think so. Realize that you do realize that every decision he makes comes at the flip of a coin. 
Hey, man, if you get jammed up, don't mention my hold name. On, hold on, Pat. That's all I care about. You know that's how, we do, that's how we do things in the real world. We just flip the coin and decide shit. Pop it, pop, pop. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just putting it out there. You see, Tony, you're number five. I got the brains. I always I, feel like I fucked up because when nobody says, oh, that was a good pick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good pick. Shut up, Pat. <laughs> Don't patronize me, sir. Too late. I, I, I have the overseer of the whole operation with, with brains and money and power. I, I have lots of power. I have mind control, but I need a little mystique, a little a little mystery. I already in, drafted in my, her. And uh, I'm going to go with Dracula. Okay. Okay. How's that the box? The box? Should have okay. gone Morbius, man. You really should have. Yeah. No, Piss Aesop Morbi- off. Is it? <laughs> it's not time yet. Aesop is taking Morbius. We already that's already been on the Twitter. <laughs> I have much more of a bullshit pick for my last one. Don't worry. Of course you do. Ray Cash, it is your ultimate pick. What do you got, my friend? What is it? So, is it who? No, I'm talking with Aesop. Go ahead. Oh. So I have three uh like legendary leaders, and I got like a human computer. I need a goon. And as the great modern philosopher Dwayne Michael Carter II once said, Claude Lemieux? What's a goon to a goblin. No. Take Claude Lemieux. He's taking Claude Lemieux, guys. No, <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> really? And I get no pop from Patrick and Dave. Fuck you guys. Yeah, Go I, figured, yeah, I know a, Mario. I figured, yeah, I figured Patrick <laughs> I know Dave Mario. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that Mario Cousin or something? I don't know. Um, from the DC universe and from the from the depths, I'm going with Black Manta. You got Deathstroke and you got Bane. Hey, Black Manta can go with the best of them, dog. I got I got to tell you, I I low key loved his character portrayal um, in the Aquaman movie. I thought it was better. Like it deserved more time than it got. Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, he's an amazing. I mean, he's guy. coming. He's coming back. I know he's coming back, but still. All right, everybody's talking about drafting some muscle. I too want to draft some muscle. My problem is, is which DC muscle do I want to draft? Um, and maybe this is recency bias based on portrayal in film and on television, but I'm going to go with another character that has made appearances on The Flash, has made appearances in the suicide squad most recent movie and plays a very prominent and popular role in the harley quinn television show on hbo max i'm going with king shark as which, which iteration favorite. i hope you, you want to run run you go slide. would you, you like to go slide? you gotta yeah, go no, slide man i'm pretty sure patrick no 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 he wants the wb series version of that character i would imagine you can go, you can go samoa joe from the video game some of Joe. Oh, that's right. He was he was the voice of King Shark in the video. I I do not like the Sylvester Stallone. I actually do kind of like the Funches uh, one from. Uh, I love uh, Ron Funches. Funches is fantastic. From, from Harley Quinn, it's hilarious. It's a weird dude. I know you know he has a lady and a baby, but are we sure he likes? Never mind. Go ahead, man. What you picking? <laughs> I, wow, I picked Chris. King Shark, and it's time for um, Aesop to make this less this awkward. Is uh, All right. Well, yeah, uh, I have one more pick, one pick before it gets awkward again. So don't worry. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Uh-oh. So my my, uh, my number five pick, though, uh, I'm going to take 
a supercomputer. And uh, you are, aren't you? I'm going to take you... Master Mold. Oh, okay. oh, I thought, I thought you were joking Sentinels. about. I thought you were joking. You kept saying Modoc. I thought you was like, oh, Modoc time. No, I like I like Master Mold better. The the Sentinel operating force. I think that's going to be. Does that, does that also give Does that also give you Nimrod? I, I would I would think so. No, it does. Everybody, you know, that's a, that's pick, a specific character. Great pick, by the way. I also had Master Mold. It was either he was got possibly my number six. Great pick. And for my last pick, then I need to go uh, with someone a little bit different. Uh, I, I still think I'm going to take it outside the box a little bit um, uh, for a, a, a regular pick, rather. But I will take Thunderbolt Ross then. Oh, okay. You should have took Thunderbolt Patterson. Well, Thunderbolt Patterson doesn't turn into the Red Hulk. So, but it, I, but yeah, was, I guess. Well done. And this isn't a wrestling show, so. Take Pat Patterson right. while you're uh, at it. Thunderbolt, <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross slash the Red Hulk was one of my uh, one of my considerations for for muscle, but I was trying to get a little less a uh, little less Marvel heavy. Um, but my last pick is going to be outside of Marvel and DC, and is you, you talk about getting a little weird. Um, this is a this is a, an ace in the hole that the king. You know, we're not going to ask how the kingpin came to know this guy. And he's only going to be pulled out and used in, in, in kind of the, the worst of the worst machinations that he can come up with as he heads over uh, and picks up Judge Death from the Judge Dread series, which nobody's going to care about except for me. He is the leader of the Dark Judges, a sinister group of undead law enforcers who come from a dimension known as Dead World where all life has been declared a crime. Judge Death is my pick. Okay. So. Uh, there you go, Platt. See, no good picks. No no, no encouragement out of that one. We're, we're just like, we're, we all got our similarities. <laughs> Again, I, I feel patronized. Just wondering who's still left in the crime syndicate for Tony to pick. I, anyway. I can't, even, I can't even be encouraging without you getting all mad, man. Why you got to get heated? No, because you're a dick, man. That's why. How you're am not I a being dick? encouraging. You're being a dick, sir. You know what? At least How are you a dick? Okay. You really go go ask Mrs. O'Dowd, okay, that question. Well, and see what answer you get, sir. <laughs> All right. Ray Cash. Yes. It's to you. So I saved this uh person for last. Because number one, I knew nobody would think of this person. Also, I wanted to get my DC Marvel out the way, so I'm going once again outside of the world of Marvel and DC. And most of us would consider, I would imagine, Game of Thrones as the pentomet show of the generation. Number two is a little show called The Walking Dead. I had him. And I'm going to go with that eye-patched motherfucker, the governor. That's the- I had that on my list, Ray. I've got a Hello, different uh, guy on uh, my list, but good call, Ray. Yeah, I did too. You haven't even watched The Walking Dead, Tony. Head and shoulders, knee and toes, knee and toes. What? Oh, hey. Is that your By pick? the way, I would have picked no, Negan. Oh, it's, it's not my I pick. I would have picked Negan over the governor, but again, much like Emma Frost, even though he did the most dastardly shit, he has redeemed himself massively. The so, governor's a bigger villain anyways, man. Yeah, he's, well, the, he's the beginning. He's the one that started it. Yeah. I'm going to just 
make this pick to go ahead and try and win this whole thing right here. Oh dear. I'm taking the Cobra Commander. Oh, okay. That Ooh. is a good one. He doesn't I mean, play well with others and he's an inept leader, but hey man, do you think? <laughs> I would have took Destro. If you was gonna go Joe, you should probably should have went Destro. Yeah, you probably would have had to do that in the second round when Dave took him, though, Platt. But you're up anyway, buddy. Go for it. <laughs> Dave, nice Dest- thanks, thanks for showing up to pickleball. It was actually tennis, and I won. Wait, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're about to, yeah, you're about to go red like a cherry tomato here. Please, well, Patrick. On. Please. I, I'm actually, I'm actually thoroughly control. I, I, I'm actually. Dave, did you pick Destro or did you pick Death Stroke? Death Stroke. Yes. Yeah, Deathstroke's still on the, the board. You pick Deathstroke the Terminator. Slade. Yeah, Slade Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Any incarnation yeah. you want. Arrowverse Slade Wilson, and the real did, Slade Wilson, who whoever. Chris, and who did Chris pick? I, no, I didn't pick anything. I said if I was going to go in the G.I. Joe universe, I would have went with Destro as opposed to Cobra Commander. Yeah. Dude, I Illegal haven't, I haven't watched shit for G.I. Joe. There's no way I would have picked him. With number two? I would have told you nobody, to slap me in the Chris, face with my own. Uh, Chris, anyway, Chris, nobody, know, nobody knows who that is, though. So why yeah, would I nope, pick that? No, no, nobody oh, knows. Come who on, that is, seriously. I, I know Destro. Destro. I know who Destro is. Yeah, but, man. the people voting. Your, too it, it is to you, though. It is to your final pick. Where are you wrapping up your draft? I need a goon as well, gentlemen. And I mean, since I have Bizarro, Superman, and Homelander. It could be argued that I have Bizarro, Professor Xavier, and Emma Frost. My goon is the goon of all goons. He's also Bizarro Wolverine. And depending on what you think, maybe his brother, maybe not. I don't think it's ever fully been established. But I'm going Sabretooth. They are brothers, by the way. Good call. They are. Because I, I don't. Nice. Yeah, because it, nice it, it's so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well done. I had him on my list too. Hey, high Which five. Is, it's, it's been established that they were brothers because it's it's kind of maybe, but not really, but maybe. Yeah. I think so, but it's never been fully. It, it really, it really got fully embraced in the in the Wolverine movie. Actually, oh, the movie. oh so we're really going with what... the movie canon as opposed. Well, to no, the... no, no, no. I'm I'm saying I'm saying it got absorbed into comic canon really after that movie hit. Because they were definitely brothers in in the film. Because growing up, you know, we're, we're you know other, other than Ray and, and and Sapu's super baby, we uh you know it was always implied that they were brothers, but it was never fully stated in the comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. So it was, I, I it think was that, left kind of yeah, ambiguous. It's, it's ambiguous. It is definitely ambiguous. All right, gentlemen. We have come to Mr. Irrelevant in the Earthbound villain draft. And the man who gets to make that pick is the guy who started us off, the lawyer, David Ungar. Dave, who are you picking as our Mr. Irrelevant or Miss Irrelevant or they Irrelevant? I don't know. Um, pronouns are, are important. It's got to be Dr. Doom, no. right? It's got to be Dr. Doom. Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No, no, Professor Zoom. Yeah, Professor, Professor Zoom. Zoom. No, I'll tell you this, man. I am, I'm really tempted to pick. This is not going to be my pick. I'm tempted to pick Craven because I really like him. I know Pat likes him, but I'm looking at my team and I'm like, there is no women on my team, and one just stands out like obvious choice with the Joker yeah. number one. They got to pick Harley Quinn with the last pick of the draft. 
We know they can. We know they can work together. Dave just won the vote. Dave just won the vote. (laughs) Yeah, he did. That's good bookend. Did you grab Harley Quinn at the end there, Dave? I don't know. I did, I did, you I think, did. did you think about picking Harley Quinn as your last pick? I mean, that that could really work for you. I thought about I thought, her and I picked her as my last one. Yeah. Did you almost pull the trigger on her at any point earlier in the draft? Uh, no, not really. Because I thought you were going. You know, measles make you jumpy, and mumps will make you lumpy, and chicken pox will make you jump and twist. It was going to be either her or Amanda Waller with the last pick i wanted a, i wanted an asshole female on my list if i would have got stuck in a position where i couldn't got a leader a really good one straight off i would have been looking to pick up waller late in the draft that, that's yeah. a good call honestly right. all right waller so let's get into that then so like like we did last week we you know we talked about notables that weren't drafted so if we were to do a free agency pool here you know who are the undrafted free agents that you're surprised did or didn't get picked uh we'll start with uh we'll start with ray any any names out there that surprised you that didn't get drafted yes so speaking of women that didn't get picked catwoman but again hero villain yeah um but um mr sinister surprised me yeah riddler surprised me and here's a you know I mean, yeah, you could that you could do the hush version of Riddler, or you can do. I'll take the I'll take the latest version. Actually, it seems yeah. like the most effective, right? <laughs> um, hell yeah. Um, but and this isn't a real pick. This is a joke. But this is probably the biggest uh, villain in the history of Marvel. It, you're a nerd, so you'll get it. Hopefully, the people listening at home will get it. Ike Perlmutter. Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, well, well done. Okay. I can't see Dave's face, so I don't know if he got it. But I know Pat and I know Aesop got that, so I feel good. I'll explain it to y'all after the call. All right, well, let's transition over to Aesop. Any notables that you uh, were surprised didn't get drafted? I I thought for sure you were taking Craven at some point in time. I thought your bias would have uh, sucked you into that. Uh, Also, no Baron Zemo. No Sebastian uh, Shaw. I think both of those two are strong candidates uh, to have been picked. Stop. By the way, when whoever who picked Emma Frost was it Dave? I Platt. I, I wanted to say to you, Platt. I wanted to say to you, just pick Shaw. Right. Touche. No, those are those are both two very uh, yeah big but time notable Emma, names. Emma has I, better name recognition though in value. Sure. Sure. Fair. Yeah. When 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 you hear Platt's talk of like consigularies and all that, and I can't ever pronounce that word, so I'm sorry that I butchered it. But Baron Zemo was one that I seriously considered to work alongside the Kingpin. Um, as part of as part of their team, and and the um, DC counterpart to uh, Kingpin too, Black Mask would have been a great choice. Yeah, well. okay. Black Mask would have been a good pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, you know, speaking of names, with I, Madam Mask was a name that I considered had on my list. Um, as, I wouldn't as put her that high. Consider with, with the other people we got on here, I wouldn't put her that high. I, I'm just saying, as as far as names that got left off, like considered <laughs> in a in a in a fourth, the Penguin. Nobody, uh, nobody touched Oswald Cobblepot uh, out of there. And then um, it's funny. Platt talked about Bizarro version of like how many different people, and never once thought of saying Bizarro as the pick. And so that was, I actually the way you kept saying, it, I got Bizarro this, Bizarro that, Bizarro that. I thought your last pick was going to be Bizarro. He I really actually, did. he was actually number thirty-seven on my big board. Believe okay. it or not. There you go. Yeah. Dave, who who else were you surprised was left off? Juggernaut. 
That's a that's a yeah. surprising Ooh. one that no one picked that's him. That's a big muscle guy, um, yeah. Captain Cold. Ooh. I'm surprised that Tony did not Captain take Captain Cold. Cold. Nah, uh, he just got a gun, basically. That's what I'm saying. But he's brilliant. Away. He's take brilliant, the gun away. But he's better than Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah, he's I have not Lex Luthor and Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, I don't have you don't need much more brilliance. Um we talked about Craven, we talked about Amanda Waller, um, Scarecrow. You know, he Scarecrow yeah, would very high on my list. Tony, what about nope. you? All right. I'm taking all, all the, will, the uh, fucking name, names I had. I will name, uh, name all the Flash villains: Mirror Master. No, no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, he's on the list. Shut up! You're fucking spoiler Flash. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save the commentary and read down the names: um, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, uh, Killer Frost, uh, Prowler, Bucky Barnes, Trickster, Mister Freeze, Mirror Master, Sandman. Uh, someone that I was going to draft, maybe if some of the people that weren't available, and I almost did it sixth, and I wonder if it would have been allowed. Mandalore, the ultimate. <laughs> good, good, good call. Great, not drafting that there. Great job, team. <laughs> <laughs> little too cosmic. Little too too many realms. Yeah, yeah something very, like that. Yeah. Very, very powerful. Indeed. But did I get to you? You oh God, Ray! No. Shut up! Not yet. Not, not yet. And y'all name most of the melon farmers. I were gonna name. I was gonna name rather, but um, Eric Killmonger. I'm, I'm surprised Ooh. he didn't oh, get yeah. mentioned. Ooh, that's a real. Be, especially considering you know it's kind of relevant now in the the pop culture universe. Vulture um, too, then while we're talking about it. Vulture oh well, well, that was next. So thanks, Ray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was next. Um, uh, uh Morbius. I, I know nobody liked the movie, but you know, still uh, Lizard. Um, who else do we have here? Because uh, uh, Electro, because most of y'all named everybody else that I had that didn't get named. So there, 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 went, a, there went a whole lot left that I had. Yeah. Would J. Joe, would J. Joe to Jameson have counted? No, he's not a villain. He's just an asshole. Oh, I would have taken him. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I mean, he literally. What has he done that Ozymandias hasn't done? Oh, oh, oh. And, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, he okay, literally okay. created the Scorpion. Like, okay, fair, in fair. comic book canon. J. Jonah Jameson is the reason that the Scorpion exists to sure. try and uh, defeat Spider-Man. Uh, another Dark Horse pick that I had that I was surprised nobody named, and I had him at number 38 on my big board, was Soldier Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Home- a little late. Homelander's um, a better pick, though. I mean, that I, out of those two, yeah, you, you, yeah, you picked yeah. correctly, Chris. Yeah, Soldier Boy, I've been to we are heading. We are heading towards the end of this show. But before we go, just like we did last week or two weeks ago for the Cosmic Villain draft, we're going to give everybody a minute on the clock to sell their their villain team to the masses, and we will do this in reverse order. So we will start with Aesop Mitchell. You will sell your team. You are on the clock now. My team doesn't just have power uh, as a single entity, but they also hold power over many others. Just look at that. I have uh, an entire leadership group, Batman Who Laughs, Mandarin, Master Mold, Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, come on, people. It's a pretty easy pick. All right, 30 seconds, solid work. Uh, That brings it to me. And mine, and I am on the clock right now. Uh, 
I look at this as a very, very strong and dangerous crime syndicate uh, led by the kingpin, a man who knows how to get what he wants uh, and knows how to collect the minds and talents to achieve his goals. And in that has the genius of the reverse flash Thawne, as we mentioned before, the, the people to do the dirty work behind the scenes in a mystique and a bullseye, as well as the muscle of a king shark and an ace in the hole and a threat to scare any that gets in his path with Judge Death. That's my pitch to all of you and why I should win this group of death. Ray Cash, you have a minute, sir. So I learned my lesson from the last draft because I was voting, I was picking my team based on people I thought that were really powerful, but also that nerds would understand. And I lost the popular vote. So I've tried to rectify that by mixing both. I have two people on my team that literally can not die. Also happen to be the greatest leaders with respect to everybody else's team in the history of comics. Add to that, I have Ultron, who is can't also probably cannot die. I have Black Manta, who's probably one of the biggest, best goons in any universe. And then I got the biggest big bad from the best non-major Marvel DC entity in the Turtles, Shredder. And I got the governor, the guy that basically is more scary than zombies and Walking Dead. I think I'm well-rounded. I think I got the best squad. Oh, closest we've gotten so far, just under the minute. PC Tunney, it is your turn. One minute to pitch your team to the masses. Go. Well, you know, like Ray said, you have to deal a little bit more in the popular realm of things. Lex Luthor, who's more popular than Superman and his greatest rival of all time? I mean, this is just a mere man who puts Superman to the end of his means. Now, at the same time, I've given him evil Superman and evil Wonder Woman at the same time and a giant gorilla that can mind control people. Think about what Lex Luthor can do with that. In addition, I'm slithering and sliding and sleeping and creeping all at night when the sun is down. Dracula is up looking for you to drink that blood down. In addition, a guy for Lex Luthor to throw out there to control the troops. It's Cobra Commander. You all know who I'm talking about. This is the winning team. Lex Luthor, he's the leader. He's going to get it done. Hey, Ray, is this a time that we should tell Tunney that Lex Luthor actively worked against Ultraman and Spider-Woman to bring them down in the comics? Or Shh. Okay, sorry. Shh. No one's going to know that. Never no one's going to know that. Like, we could sit... Honestly, though, that's funny, though, because that's like the most obvious one out of everything. But we could sit here and punch holes in everybody, every single one of these people. It's like saying Hogan never slammed Andre before WrestleMania three. It never happened. It's like Hogan never. It's like saying Hogan never slept with Elizabeth. Okay, so let's just all get over it. Oh, my God. All right. So now that we're talking about wrestling on the comic book show again, let's turn it over to Christopher Platt and his one minute. Platt, one minute. Go. Number one, I love how everybody is now stealing my blueprint, i.e. playing the hits to get over. So I, again, am a trendsetter and innovator. But look at my squad here, man. I've got the leader of leaders, Magneto. He's a guy, number one, not only is he powerful because everything's made of fucking metal, but he has been able to galvanize people to his cause. I got Homelander, which is one of the most powerful melon farmers in this whole draft. 
you don't think that Magneto will be able to manipulate Homelander because all Homelander wants is acceptance and love. Right? 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 I got Bane, another guy. Brain and bronze. Highly intelligent. Highly capable. Broke Batman's back. Yeah, he's there. Emma Frost. Another one, man. One of the most powerful mutants ever. So not only is she a dual threat with her powers, but also the way that she can manipulate people through her sexuality and get you. Not only she's going to get a rise out of you from your mind, she's going to get a rise out of you with your libido. Sabretooth, I got my goon. Oh, somebody's And Harvey Toothface to get us all out of our shit because he knows the law. Your time has passed, sir. The jury will disregard the end of those comments from Mr. Platt. Kindly disregard. Stricken from the record. Stricken stricken (laughs) from the record. Dave, as the lawyer, you get to lawyer up your team. Sell us on why your team should be the winning team. One minute. Well, you got the Joker, number one, which is predominantly going to be most people's number one pick. He's teaming up with Harley. We know what kind of damage that they can do. And that goes without saying. Deathstroke, Red Skull, um, Ozymandias, lots of brains, lots of calculating, lots of cunning, lots of planning going on. And then they're just going to send Abomination in to just wreck fools and leave up to a certain point, unless Hulk stands there. But no, I think I've, I like the balance of my team. I like what they're what they're capable of. I like the way that they can think, they can plan together, they can plot together. Uh, no discernible weaknesses. Yes, lots of name recognition as well for the poll. But I just like the balance of my guys and girls. Excuse me. Excellent. Well done, gentlemen. Good draft had by all. Um, I, I, for what it's worth, I already know I'm not winning because I don't have the popular names. Like I own this, but my team feels cohesive. But you know, whatever. Um, it's cool. I have all those wild cards. I hope everybody's still friends after this draft. No hard feelings. Maybe, maybe Platt, you're just always mad at me. Yeah, because you're a fucking dick, and you try to act like you're not a dick, which is the worst kind of dick of all. Oh, okay. Don't hold Sorry, back. Well, why can't Don't we hold back, be friends? Why I can't wait to have you back on the five by five. By the way, why can't <laughs> we be friends? <laughs> oh, that's just used to me being an outright dick. I, uh, I, I, I can't help who I am. I, I, I'm, you know, more than a little condescending. I get that. It's because I'm smarter than you. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you were so much smarter than me, you would have chosen a better haircut, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, well, it's called, it's called the white Midwesterner. That's what it's called. Yep. We all have it. No, you, you, they actually, it's it's like in fifth grade when you show up to gym class, you can choose between this or crew cut or just, you know, just let it all go. That's all, that's all we got in, in middle of nowhere, Illinois. Uh, I think this is as good as place as any to wrap up this show. Thank you, everyone, for listening through all the the great moments, the arguments, the fights. We will be back next week. I don't think we're going to be canceled. I think Dave and I'll I'll find a way to reconcile, patch up our uh, patch up our relationship. Before we head out of here, though, let's do a quick once around. We'll go counterclockwise. Um, this week, according to my Skype board. And that means we will start with the Reverend Ray Cash. Tell everybody where they can find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network and in the social medias. 
Oh, you can find me everywhere, baby. You can find me at Phenomenal AJB. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Mr. PC Tunney, you're next. He's got Nicely a big done. frozen, <laughs> big <laughs> frozen <laughs> grin on right. his face. It's Mis- awesome. Mr. David Ungar. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And remember, send your hate tweets to uh, at Wrestling Realist if you think Dr. Doom should have been allowed in this damn thing. That's that's wrestling know. without the eye. Right. That's right. I'm well, let, they're going to get clarify. it spelled out for them in a second. By the way, this is the best PC Tony's ever sounded on this program right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, play the applause stuff. music. Play the applause music. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Thank you, PC Tutty. <laughs> PC Tutty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Saturday Night. All right. All right. <laughs> That's true. All right. Voice of Chair Shot Wrestling, Mr. Christopher Platt. Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. Thank y'all for letting me come on. And seriously, man, Bandwagon Nerds is one of the best podcasts out there, bar none. I will put this podcast up with any of them. So come back next week and tell a friend to tell a friend and bring them as well. Because y'all need to be hearing this. This is an excellent show. So, again, and thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm very humbled. And anytime you guys invite me on, I'm humbled. So, thank you. Seriously. And Mr. Aesop Mitchell? You can find PC Tunney uh, jumping back into uh, any one of our Skype conversations. So, yeah, he can talk about himself then. But if you want, find me uh, doing my podcast, Down the Wire, with my brother Tom. You can also find me on Twitter. Uh, at Violent Aesop and at David Cunningham. All right, he's back on the Skype call at PC Tunney. Yeah, you can find me at P- yeah, yeah, you can at PC Tunney. Uh, uh, Chairshot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms, and thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Be sure to follow. Bandwagon Nerds on Twitter as well, at Bandwagon Nerds. That is where the polls will go for these villain draft teams, where I will inevitably lose the popular vote and be out in the first round as I was last time. Hey, Pat, are we going to do the same like me, Platt, and Tunney, and you, Ray, and Aesop? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Split it right in half so that Aesop can beat me again. As (laughs) it is. uh, Yeah, I'm already owning it. Um, though Ray's got a strong case as well, so I think Platt, be, you don't a, stand a chance. Horse race. Platt, Platt, it's me or Dave in this one. I'm telling you right now, Platt, you're coming in last. It's Fuck simply out of here. First, no, the first picks are going to run this side. I'm telling you right now. Dave right. is probably well, going to win because he's got the bookends of Joker and Harley Quinn. I mean, it was there's planned. a lot out there. You think I planned it, right? It, it, it was. It was all part of a plan. I'm going to wrap up the show now. Uh, and say goodbye to everybody. You can catch me on the Chair Shot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday right here on Bandwagon Nerds. Tuesday with Dave Ungar doing Chair Shop Radio. We're currently in the midst of musical chairs such as it is. Uh, and then on Wednesdays, you can catch me with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales talking some wrestling on the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Now get yourself out of the basement. Get some sun and vote them up as we have just finished our second Villain Draft, the Earthbound Villains. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.
logical like money they can't be bought bullied reasoned or negotiated some men just want to watch the world burn if you want order in gotham batman must take off his mask and turn himself in Oh, criminals in this town used to believe in things. Honor. Respect. Look at you. What do you believe in, huh? What do you believe in? I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you... Stranger. You want to know my powers? Know who I am. See what I can do. I'll show you. Hello, old friend. I tried your way, Charles. I tried to be like them. But it always ends the same way. Think of the person you love most in your life. Your wife. Mother. Daughter. Everything away from me. Oh, my baby. Now, we'll take everything from them. You diseased maniac. Do you really think you could hide it from me by encasing it in lead? I'll mold this box into your prison bars. Don't touch that. I told you. That's kryptonite, Superman. Little souvenir from the old hometown. I've spared no expense to make you feel right at home. You were great in your day, Superman. But it just stands to reason. When it came time to cash in your chips, this old, diseased maniac would be your banker. You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. Strings. There are no strings on me. Wilson Fisk. Matthew Murdoch. Oh, yes, the attorney. I've heard about all your work in Hell's Kitchen. Oh. I'm aware of yours as well. Mr. Murdoch is thinking of purchasing some art. He was looking for some advice from a man of taste. 
Well, that's simple. Buy whatever the lady tells you. <laughs> Thank you. Although we probably shouldn't be talking, I believe we're on opposite sides of a tenancy case. Oh, you are? Yes. Hmm. The rental properties I recently acquired from Mr. Tully. But I'm sure that will be settled to everyone's benefit. The city has suffered long enough under the burden of poverty and decay. I believe we have opportunities now. Wilson, Mr. Murdoch is a customer, not a donor. So I apologize for the hard sell. The city and its future. Seeing Hell's Kitchen to its fullest potential is very important to me. I feel the same way. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time. Have you changed your mind about what you came for? No, no, I would just need to consider the cost. Mr. Fisk. Somebody there? Somebody. Who said that? Downplay the innocent with me. You've known all along. Where are you? Follow the cold shiver running down your spine. Here. I don't understand. Did you think it was coincidence? So many good things all happening for you, all for you, Norman. What do you want? To say what you won't, to do what you can't, to remove those your way. The board members. You killed them. We killed them. <laughs> 